Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the New Town Theatre. Please welcome a man who is suddenly regretting all the things he said about Prince Andrew. It's Richard Herring. It's great to be back. Thank you so much for coming along. It's Sunday. I've remembered what day it is because some of the shops are shut. Um, uh, welcome uh, to Richard Herring's Living on Scottish Tablet podcast. Uh, it's basically my diet is now because it's sort of like a, a solid fudge thing for those of you listening at home. It's just basically sugar, but it's enough to get you through. You can live on that for uh, as long as the longest living person in Scotland, 33 years old. That is how if you only eat that. Yes, bang, we're in. Uh, and uh, you'll just eat bikes as well. Remember that one as well. And But I was talking to Jeremy, uh, Jeffrey Epps. God, I'll start again. We can edit it out. I was talking to Jeffrey Epstein's prison guards uh, the other day, and they, they say they listen to the podcast a lot. They love it, and they actually call it Rahulastapa. Um, and they said, actually, we, we better stop chatting and get back and see how things are getting on in the prison cell. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not, nothing suspicious about the Jeffrey Epstein thing at all. That seems all above board to me. We're not living in any kind of fascist states. I mean, it's, it's hard to be sad he's dead, isn't it? But it's equally absolutely terrifying uh, that he's... Uh, if I, I have said some stuff about Prince Andrew in previous podcasts. It's, it has been bleaked out. And it's always just, just about how he is not a paedophile. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> just suddenly worried. Uh, the actual the, the palace did come out and make an official statement saying that Prince Andrew had never been involved with underage minors, which seemed a bit uh, tautologist to me. <laughs> and I mean, a minor is underage, and I realise they're just covering themselves. He's never been involved with underage minors, is the, is the case. And he has as well. That's the thing with him. He's disgusting. <laughs> he, likes, he likes fucking the ones who have to really go up the, up the little... <laughs> And kids who work in looms, he loves that. How can we bleep that? Oh, shit. It's all right. It's... <laughs>
Uh, anyway, good, good on uh, old Jeffrey Epstein there. What a nice guy he is. Uh, and Oh, and there's Vagina News. Uh, the, if you may remember at the start of the festival, uh, the, the news had come out. It was very hot. Do you remember that when it was sunny and not just pouring down with rain? Uh, and uh, the Metro did an article saying women uh, should not be tempted to put ice lollies into their vaginas, which I know you, it must be tempting to do that. Uh, but the news today is that there's a, there's a new dangerous pra- vagina practice, which is vagina steaming. I don't know if you've seen this. Women are uh, dangling their vaginas over steaming bowls of water with herbs in, which is bad for you girls because uh, it can burn your vaginas and also t- take out... Back- there's bacteria in there you're meant to have in there. It's a lovely thing, the vagina. Just leave it at room temperature. That's my advice. <laughs> Just room temperature. It's not hard to remember. <laughs> Till I come into the room, am I right? You know what I'm saying? And then it... Yeah. Yeah, now no, we're not. Anyway, look, we've got to crack on because our first guest has to rush off to do her show. So will you please welcome uh, a woman who's probably best known for being the semi-finalist in, of the So You Think You're Funny competition 2006. That's why, that's why we're all here to see how that went. Will you please welcome Isma Almas, ladies and gentlemen. Pull up a microphone, make yourself at home. Oh, they've, they've given us glasses today. It's, it's, oh, got nice. fancy, it's got fancy back here. Um, I was surprised to see that when I saw that, uh, you also won some stand-up com- competitions in 2006, I should yes. point out, but I'm a deliberately a very mean person. That is my <laughs> modus operandi. Um, I was surprised, because I've only heard of you recently, I was surprised to hear that you'd been going for as long as you have, but that's kind of quite usual, I think, with stand-ups now, isn't it? It does take a long time. Yeah, it does, and I've kind of had kids and a life outside of comedy, so, yeah, I've yeah, just been busy. Most comedians don't have that. that yeah, is no, the they, thing. Don't, they don't, so, yeah, so I've just been busy, yeah. and, yeah, my mum's been trying to teach me how to make curries for the last 12 years, <laughs> so that's where I've been, yeah. Yeah, we do. we've had people on from all over the world, uh, obviously at the festival and on the podcast. I never really thought, though, that we would have someone from Bradford on. So it's, it's nice to have you, it's nice to have that represented. I'm a Yorkshireman as well. Oh, are you? Where I, are you I from? I was born in Poppington, so we've got okay. to, we're very, our lives are very similar, I would say. <laughs> Probably, I'm guessing our stand-up shows are almost identical. Um, this year's show uh, is uh, called About a Boy. Yes. But about a, about a boy, like the... The boy in a uh, boy. B u o y. Yeah. Is that? Is it's not about um, fishing and stuff. Though. No, it's no. not. It's not. So the show's called about a boy adventures in adoption, and it's about me and my partner adopting our little boy, and how yeah, kind of it, it turned out that he's actually the one that's kind of kept me afloat. Okay. So I, that's what I the show's about. It's a yeah. boy. Clever play on words. I like. Thank it. you, but <laughs> but no fucker seems to get it. <laughs> You need to explain that right yeah. at the start, just, I'm just at the start. Let me the clarify. <laughs> and then let's see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, so, but you've got two old, you were telling me, so you've got two older kids, you've got yeah. two grown-up kids. Yeah, 50, no, 25. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it does go fast, I don't know, that's the thing, it does go, <laughs> does go fast. So, 25-year-old and a 21-year-old, yeah, yeah. and then um, a little boy. Wow, why, why would you start, I mean, I've just, I'm covered in chocolate from my, t- yeah, I've got a nice yeah. shirt on today. Went out for breakfast and my son has covered me in chocolate. Literally, I think it was a midlife crisis. Yeah. I think it was like, oh, what am I going to do for the next kind of 10, 15 years? <laughs> I know, I'll have another kid. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it was. And so, um, I mean, you've done in the past, you did, you're a Muslim. Yeah. And so you've done shows about, did you do a show called uh, <laughs> Isma Almas Bombs? Was that the show? I thought it was going to be, I thought it was a review of the show. I thought that's... <laughs> I mean, that is a, that, that's a risky review for me. Well, I did. That's partly why I called it that. Because yeah. I thought, well, if it's shit, nobody can kind of get me into, uh, you know. <laughs> if it's really what? shit, you can blow everyone up. <laughs> <laughs> That'll teach them. <laughs> the old double bluff. Yeah. Um, Come to my show. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not, I mean, you're not a, I mean, you were saying backstage as well that uh, Muslim people are coming to your show and you have to give a slight warning to them that yeah. it's not... Yeah, because people are coming, Muslim people have, have had to kind of last week coming to the show and they're expecting to see a nice, respectable Muslim sister talk about the virtues of adoption. Yeah. And instead they're getting me talking about my fanny. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. Yeah. And it'll probably yeah. be good for them as well. Yeah. Uh, don't put it over boiling water. Uh, so, so, <laughs> or any, any freezing, just room temperature. Just keep it, just keep it as God intended. Um... Uh, <laughs> 
Or oh, Atla intended, sorry. Whichever. I mean, Nick, he is gone. Um, <laughs> and, and so, well, yeah, then, uh, my, my, Katie, my wife, you've been on uh, Drunk Women Solving yeah. Crime. Uh, and she was saying that you, you got some, had some, still had some interesting attitudes from promoters who I thought would be kind of over this by now and, and sort of yes. more, there's, you've had promoters who... Yeah, I've put this in my show, actually, because yeah. um, when, when I first started doing comedy, I was talking about kind of being um, uh, like Asian, Muslim and gay, and a comedy promoter told me to stop it <laughs> and said, it's too much. <laughs> And make your mind up. <laughs> Pick one and stick to it. I mean, you can't, you can't do much about the Asian bit, really. I mean, there's well, that, if you're going to pick one. Well, well, I, I actually did pick up. one. I went for the gay option because yeah. it's a bit more fun than being a doctor or jihad. Okay. <laughs> um, so is that is that still a problem? You know, is it still, I was there was there was an article in the Guardian uh, about BAME people up in Edinburgh feeling they're still being. Uh, Prejudice, prejudice against even in the industry is that still? I think there is issue? still an element of that. If the, if they've got one Muslim, you know, then then that's that's the box ticked. That's it. Yeah. We don't need anymore. If we've got one black woman, that's that box ticked. We're all right. You yeah. know, if we've got one. So I think there is an element of that. Um, and I think as well, the the other flip side to that is when you're asked to do something, it's always, am I being asked to do this because I'm ticking a box, or yeah. is it because they genuinely think I'm good at what I do? Yeah, is the box this time? <laughs> It was the three box, three boxes. Thank God I've got the heterosexual Tony Slattery on next, just to even things up. I've struggled to find any white heterosexual men. I'm the only one left. And I'm thinking of turning, after I've seen you. I'm thinking of turning Asian. That's what I'm thinking of doing. Um... No, I don't think, but it's just seen that generally, uh, you know, choosing, getting the guests for this, I haven't really been making a conscious decision about anyone. Yeah. I've been cho- cho- choosing the people I've, uh, I've seen or I've heard great things about, and I have heard great things about your show. Uh, and, um, and it's really been interesting how many, uh, you know, how many women, particularly, there are up here this year doing yeah. fantastic shows. Yeah. It feels like more new women or yeah. newer women than new men, or certainly doing the interesting shows anyway, which is a, a massive step forward. It's taken a long time. It has, and I think it's because we're smashing the patriarchy now. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I think um, it's interesting because I think when you see other women do, do stand up and see other women do things that you want to do, you kind of think, "Wow, actually, there there is a place for me as well, and I can go and can yeah. do this." Yeah. Yeah. So, well, it's, you know, hopefully, hopefully things are changing. It's, it's sort of. Just, I mean, I'm not surprised from uh, the the pub, you know, like in in yeah. the public point of view, because we've seen uh, how things have. Certainly, the last two or three years have gone in a, in a bit of a dark direction. But it's really surprising when you hear about promoters, and I know who the promoter is because uh, yes. my wife told me. And I'm not going to say who it is, but I know. <laughs> I'm uh, even treb- I'm trebly surprised. <laughs> Although I've heard terrible things about that person, uh, so maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> uh, and uh, do, do, do you? Um, Sorry, I'll do an emergency question in a second. Um, and did you do, 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 do a set in a, in a burqa? Did you used to come on in the yes, burqa? Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah. 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 And how, how did people respond to that? Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. <laughs> and um, one time I did this sketch, and it was actually me dressed in a Union Jack burqa. Right. <laughs> outside Buckingham Palace. And I've never seen police move so fast. <laughs> I mean, it's confusing, isn't it? Because, I mean, you could be a white nationalist and Islam at the same time. That's got to be the most dangerous. I love Britain and I'm a Muslim and I don't know who I want to blow up now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's sort of interesting that that Islamophobia is still uh, existing when it seems like now 90% of the terrorist atrocities oh, are, are ca- ca- carried out by white men. Let me tell you, you know, when... Um I was adopting my boy, right? So you go before a panel of about um, 10 professionals at the end of this assessment, the end of this adoption assessment that takes about six months, and they interview you, and then they can ask you what they're like. So my partner, who's white, got asked if she was looking forward to being um, a parent because she doesn't have any biological kids. When it was my turn to be asked the questions, they asked me if I had any plans to join ISIS. I mean, probably if you did, you'd say no anyway, wouldn't you? I mean, it's not, it's not. No, no. I'm not going 
going to join them, I'm just going to work independently, supporting yeah. their basic yeah. aims. Freelance. I don't like to be part of an yeah. organisation. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it is, it is well, I don't, I don't know. Is it, do, you, do you think things have got uh, worse within this country, or is it, are we going to escape this, or are we sliding down a plug hole to I think disaster? things have got worse, but not just for Muslims. I think for everybody. Yeah. You know, I think it's across the board. I think we're going backwards in lots of ways. Yeah. And is there any way forward and out of this? Do we have to go down in order to go back up again, or do you think? Oh, I don't know. It's because it's so every, everything's getting so divided, and I think something really bad is going to happen, and yeah. then we're going to rise up. I think that's do what's going to so? happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Boris Johnson's already the prime minister. <laughs> 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 no, no one seems to care. Uh, let me ask you. Let me ask you some emergency questions, uh, just to move away from that. Uh, I hope they don't all turn out to be about Muslims. Uh, uh, my, uh, right, what is the most expensive thing you've ever had eaten by a pet? I've never had a pet. No, pet. Asians don't do animals. Do no, we just do kids. <laughs> What's the most expensive thing you've ever had eaten by a kid? Oh, a Chanel lipstick. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> I was gutted. <laughs> I used to, I love, uh, yeah, I used to like... Um, you putting my mum's lipstick on and becoming a clown when I was four. Oh, okay. She was quite. I remember her being annoyed about that as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, it was all, it was in the blood. Just had to, had to put on a clown makeup. Um, have you ever milked an animal? A goat. Yeah. Have you ever milked a human? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. Have you? Ever, I. I milked a have goat. Have you? I've milked a goat. I haven't milked a human. I. I. Um, well, I think I've, I might have just given my wife's. Breast a little squeeze when it was when it was <laughs> when she was lactating, and, and that's the only time. <laughs> um, but I milked a I milked a goat. I used to do a sketch about drinking all different animals' milks uh, on TV, okay. and the opening tiles that had to milk a, a goat. It's quite technical, isn't yeah, it? Because yeah, you I have to kind of squeeze and pull at the same time, yeah, yeah. and yeah, it's quite. And it squirted out, and then I, I I drank it straight from the well off my hand, not straight from the tick. I'm not sick. <laughs> I would have done if I hadn't been being filmed. Um, <laughs> um, uh, what's, this is an emergency question for kids, but I think you might like this. What is the best thing you've ever bounced on? Pass. <laughs> I, I, I bouncy castle. I wasn't allowed to go on bouncy castles when I was a kid, and, and so I only did it as an adult. I really I envy my children for the freedom they're given these days to have there's, there's, I'm not saying anything, but there is a weight limit, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been allowed on sometimes. We've got a trampoline in our garden in my Edinburgh accommodation. It's very, oh. it's very good Oh, fun. is it one of those that's in the ground? No, it's, 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 it's above the ground. Okay, yeah. okay. No. Very nice. My wife wants to get one for, for our house. I don't want to because we've got a very small garden. It would be just trample, all trampoline. Be good for you, though. You know, just trying to sort out my domestic issues. Uh, so, <laughs> where is your show on? Let's get that out of the way before okay, I forget. So, my show is on at the Gilded Balloon Teviot Building, and it's at two forty-five p.m. Okay, so that's quite soon. So you yes. have to get you have to yes. get ready. Is it selling out? It sold out yesterday. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Ooh, yeah. You get great reviews. I've seen very good reviews. Yeah, yeah. One fucker. <laughs> one fucker. <laughs> one fucker uh, described me as mumsy. And I was a bit offended because I thought they don't describe the men as, as dadsy. Yeah. And as, as my daughter pointed out, she said, Mum, the whole show is about you being a mum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it is weird with that. It's, and the, the weird, they do sort of stick. Someone tweeted, someone at tweeted me about this show and said, and they didn't, they didn't like the show yesterday, and they said I was lazy, and that got to me. Because <laughs> I'm doing 21 different shows in this Edinburgh, and I'm, I'm working very hard on this. So I find that. Hunting I'm sure and box office will probably have we his can details. Find him, yeah, we can, yeah. Got his, I've got his name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah, I've got yeah. his twits. Yeah. I don't mind him not liking it. It's not my fault. It's the guests, isn't it? If they're shit, that's not my fault. <laughs> but it's my fault for choosing them, but, you know, box ticking. And it's, um... Do you think men can be funny? Do you think, do you ever, do you think it's possible for men oh, to be funny? I don't know. I think sometimes I think they can, but they have to, you know, work really hard at it. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think sometimes when they're trying to be funny, it does kind of interfere with some of their other duties. Yes. <laughs> uh, and what did you work before as a, in a forensic unit for, for kids with, uh, what was it, for people with mental health issues? Is that? Is yeah, that? so it's people. I've worked in a forensic unit yeah. with... Um, 
people that have got mental health problems that have committed significant and serious crimes. Wow. I mean, yeah. that is so... Like murder. Yeah. So how did you get from that to comedy? Was it just you wanted to... Natural <laughs> I mean, progression. It's, it's yeah. Let's yeah. I mean, define some people worse than this to work with. <laughs> <laughs> I know comedians. I know. We'll go and hang out with some psycho- real psychopaths. Uh. Uh, do you spot anything? Uh, there's some comedians I see, and I think, yeah, they're they're, if you know, the, if the time's right, there may be a trail of bodies <laughs> left behind by that. It'd be quite a good profession to be a serial killer in, I think, as a stand-up yeah. comedian. You're traveling around. Yeah, you would. You'd, yeah, and I'm sure you'd get a lot of business from, like, you know, other comedians as yeah. well. You know, <laughs> well, you could do each other's heckers, couldn't you? That's it. if you. It could be like the, the strangers uh, on a train thing. Well. I, I, I get you could go and kill the guy who tweeted from me yesterday, and yeah. I go and kill that reviewer. reviewer and yeah, no one, will put, no one will put two and two together. No, in, no, no, unless no. they listen to this podcast. <laughs> in which case, we've sort of blown it, but I think we should still give it a go. Yeah, I, th- I think. So why why did you? Was comedy something you always wanted to do, or was? Do you know what it was? I went to um, a stand up comedy night, and I saw the comedians on stage, and I thought, oh my god, I want to have a turn at that. Yeah. And then I tracked down because this was before the internet. So I tracked down, well, there was internet, I just didn't know how to use it. Um, <laughs> so I, I phoned kind of the venue, found out who the promoter was, got his phone number, rang him, and he said, oh, come along next month and do five minutes. And um, I did, yeah. and just loved it. Yeah. And, th- and I just, just stayed at it. And so were you still working uh, alongside doing stand-up? or Not so much, no, no. no. So um, not really. No. So I'm just kind of working on the show and comedy yeah. at the moment. Terrific. Um, and are there any plans to tour the show for people at home? Or you not at the moment. I don't have... I'm just kind of just, at the moment, just taking it a day at a time. I'm not, you know, I don't really give a shit about a comedy career or anything <laughs> like that. I'm just kind of doing my show, having fun, and just seeing what happens. And it sounds like there's a book in, in all of this, though, in all of these shows. that I'd be very surprised if you don't get a book deal. Yeah. You should I think... I think um, I'm too lazy to write oh, a yeah. book. <laughs> <It is hard. laughs> yeah, I, d- I don't think I don't know if I could do it. I think I quite like kind of not having pressure, um, and I hate it when any- when anything starts to feel like work. So okay. sometimes comedy does start to feel like work, and it's like ah, okay, I'm, I kind of want to do it because yeah. I want to enjoy it. And um, yeah, you want to work for twenty minutes a day. And that's exactly that's it. That's yeah, fair yeah. That's, why, that's an old school reason for becoming a comedian. That's why we became comedians in the nineteen eighties. I just want to work for 20 minutes at night and then get drunk. That's it. <laughs> that seems like a good job. Uh, I know you've got to rush, rush yep. off to your show, so uh, thank you very much for coming thank in. Ladies and gentlemen, give a massive round of applause. Here's my ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 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 Wonderful. Right. Um, uh, right, yeah, I will just say, uh, after the show, um, I will be in the, uh, the atrium outside, just in the uh, exit as you go out. Uh, I know you've got a program at the beginning, as you may know, that's a free thing I give out at all my shows, but I do make a collection for Scope at the end of the show. There'll be buckets, hopefully someone holding a bucket, but there'll be buckets on my table. If you would like to give a donation to Scope by those buckets, that would be lovely, or you can text uh, your donation. Uh, if you look in the programs, there's, uh, there's uh, a number to text if you want to give some money, um, and it's going to Scope, which is this fantastic uh, charity I've been working with for many years. Now, I'm also be uh, signing and selling books. I'm happy to sign your programs. You don't have to buy anything. If you would like to buy either of my emergency questions books, uh, the brand new 1001 Questions, hardback or the handy uh, small version, 500 different questions mainly, uh, and there's some stickers as well. So, uh, And I believe my next guest will also be out there uh, with some merchandise and some things to sign. So come and say hello to him as well. And thank you very much for coming along. Do spread the news about the show if you've enjoyed it. There's still... 12 more to go. How can there be that? How can there be 12 more? Liam's been to all of them. How are you, how are you finding Liam? You are good. That's, thank God you're enjoying it. We all of you bought all the tickets and just thought, I've got to go and see it, but I'm, hate, I'm hating every second of <laughs> it. It's good. You have, it's like you're having a holiday. This is your holiday. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, so um, my guest, my second guest today is probably best known as the voice of the dispensing machine in Red Dwarf in one episode. <laughs> and that's not all, though. He was also Mr. French in Dodger, Bodger and the rest, which... Are... Yeah, who remembers that show? <laughs> <laughs> Will you please welcome the amazing Tony Slattery, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> He's almost gone down already. He's made it. Welcome, Tony. Sit on your throne where you belong. Thank you. How are you doing, Tony? <coughs> really bad. <laughs> no, I'm fine. Are you okay? You. Are you, you've, you've been doing some Who's Line Is It Anyway so far, but your show starts this week, is that right? Yeah, no, I came up and did, uh, um, you know, if anyone here remembers Who's Line Is It Anyway, uh, and uh, that was a silly show, and uh, I get a really lovely round of applause. Uh, when I come on stage because people are thinking, oh, he's not dead. <laughs> he can walk unaided. <laughs> he's not being stretched on. So, uh, but they have fond memories of it. So I've yes. done that, but I'm doing another You're show. you doing another show as well coming up this week. Slattery will get you nowhere. That's right. Not my title. <laughs> it's a good title, though. No, it's a crap title. <laughs> Uh, people will remember it, and that's all that's needed. And that is you just chatting about your life? Yeah, it's basically um, uh, me and uh, the um, uh, someone who is uh, widely regarded as a, a very good uh, comedy historian. That he knows a lot, and uh, it's just going to be a no-holds-barred uh, Q&A with the audience and everything, and so it'll be fun, although it might go quite dark. As it has done now, <laughs> with my stare, which I've used in all the three films I've been in in my life. Yeah, so we, we, we talk, well, I mean, I think people may have seen um, the Guardian article that came out this year. Which was, oh, yeah. Which was a lovely, um, positive thing, but, but also went into some depth about what's happened. Because obviously you started off, um, well, let's, well let's, let's start, you started off as a... As, a working class lad from Ireland and you got to Cambridge University through being... Yes, you skipped quite a long way yeah, there. there is... Because one interview yeah. once said to me, and I think it was ironic, so let's start from the beginning, Tony. <laughs> what was it like in the womb? <laughs> and I was so startled by this, then it went dark. I said, well, I remember it being warm and there was someone else and it turned out to be my twin sister who didn't survive. Uh, see, happy times. <laughs> happy times. Yeah. Uh, uh, her name was Mary, and because uh, uh, my mum had taken a drug called, uh, many people know, called thalidomide, which was a wonderful, meant to be a wonderful drug at the time. But, okay, skipping on from that. Yeah. I mean, and then there was some uh, this unpleasant... Is comedy. There was some unpleasant stuff happening in your childhood as well, which we, we might oh, talk there about. Was, but oh, there was, but it started with Catholic nuns and Jesuit priests and all that, and I remember it started at, uh, I think it was about eight, and uh, even then I had a kind of reasonable linguistic uh, comp- uh, competence. Uh, and I think that's because my uh, Gaelic Celtic 
background because of the history of storytelling and things like that. I remember, uh, yes, I was, so I was at Joseph Catholic Primary School and we all had each day to uh, stand up and say the Lord's Prayer and I just got it wrong one day. And um, yeah, instead of saying, um, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, I said, Our Father who art in heaven, how are you, by the way? <laughs> Which I think is actually a sweeter version. <laughs> anyway, she came out and gave me a huge whack yeah. round the face. Uh, and this was eight. And I didn't want to retaliate physically, but because I had a certain linguistic ability, I'm really sure because of my upbringing, the bilingual, between Gaelic and Irish, I said, don't assault me, you deliberately barren cow. <laughs> But then I was sent to see uh, the headmaster, yeah. uh, who was uh, on secondment from the Vatican. He was, uh, you think I'm making some not, who caned me and did other things which are not appropriate for this. Uh, but, um, but I punched him. Right. So comedy time. <laughs> well, but, so you know, that, it's, but your life has been a life. It's been a life of struggle, and you're uh, clearly oh, a very. Oh no, that's uh, well, uh, but, a little bit, and uh, but. And you're clearly a very intelligent person, and you you rose from that background to go to Cambridge, which a lot of people think everyone at Cambridge is privately educated and posh, and you you got there through being clever and getting scholarships. Well, yeah, but but, but, but first, I was uh, what what I was interested in uh, was uh, sport, and um, uh, I, I was okay at rugby, but I was particularly good at uh, judo, and I got a black belt, and at 15. Uh, uh, I represented England against the Netherlands in Rotterdam. We were crap. We uh, were beaten. Um, I was banned from because I was using an illegal throw. I didn't. I just broke too many ribs. I didn't want to cause hurt. It was just a hremakikomi, uh, which is uh, uh, a a. Uh, 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 a, a combo between uh, I can no, I won't do I won't do that. Okay, so <laughs> I'll stand up then. Okay, uh, so had a had a something like it's called uh, an outer sweeping throw. So uh, bang like that. But uh, a mega commie. Uh, will this come over on uh, radio? And you yes, imagine well, you're doing it. You're very well. But a mega commie is where you. Pull them in, and you get your armpit there, and you get it round. And you, if you do them both together, you just use, use all your weight to just throw them into the air and land on top of them. Then you get an ipod, but you also break their ribs. <laughs> and that's why I was banned. And <laughs> uh, but then I got more interested in languages. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. And so, I mean, and so, <laughs> l- luckily. Um, but you were in this golden period of you got into Cambridge Footlights and you and you were the first winners of the Perrier Award. Along oh, that's with right. Oh, and you know what we got? What? You, but you, surely you won the Perrier. Award. I've never been even nominated for the. Comedy oh, Award. Well, you, you put won loads of things. <laughs> no, oh, the, it was it was called the Perrier Award then, and I um, was lucky enough to fall in with Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie and Emma Thompson. I don't know what's happened to them. I wish them the, <laughs> the, the best of best good luck in their careers. Um, and yeah, and what we got, you know, and then it became the, I think it was the Foster's Award. It's called all sorts of things now. Now it's a, it's a direct trip to uh, uh, Channel 4 and tell them, oh, what did we get? <laughs> a case of fucking Perry. <laughs> That's what we got. Sorry, I don't like swearing. <laughs> it's, you're, it's fine. We don't mind. That's okay, because None of us people who swear are cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But it was a, no, it was, that's an amazing start, Jerry, because this, this show was transferred to the West End, didn't it? It was certainly on t- there was a TV version well, of it. Well, when you say West End, yeah. it didn't really. Okay. Uh, what happened was, it was filmed by the BBC, and it's still available on whatever technology there is. It was called the Cellar Tapes, and it still stands up, and it was mainly written by Hugh and Stephen, and uh, it's still funny, and it's quite nostalgic. Yeah. Uh, no, it transferred to a former mortuary in Hampstead, which was called, perhaps still is, 
the new end oh, theatre yes, yes. capacity 60. <laughs> and, um, and we didn't get paid any money. Uh, but then I had another year to do at Cambridge and they went off to uh, Australia and became famous and I became just wretched, miserable and self-loathing. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you had a, a very successful career, and you were—I mean, the, the, you were ubiquitous on TV. In That's the, the word the that, was offered, that was, was. word that was offered. It you was. Did. Yeah, so there was a cartoon in Private Eye, which was about my answer phone, which just said, "Hello, Tony here. Yes, I'll do it." <laughs> <laughs> which, which you probably guess. It was, of course, it was satirical, but it was true. I was bored into money. I didn't know what to do with money so I spent on stupid things and I did some good things with it uh, but yeah but I did, I did lots of stuff and and because I did lots of stuff not or I was on, once interviewed by um, the genius that is uh, John Humphreys on the Today programme and he started straight because gosh he can be as we all know if we listen to John Humphreys on Today he, he can be he, he just cut straight to the point you know, Tony Stark, it was, the program was called On the Ropes, and he was interviewing politicians. He'd been found upside down with dead cows in ditches <laughs> and that kind of thing. And now, uh, so-called comedian Tony Slattery, a lot of stuff you've done, Tony, has not, let's face it, he didn't even say it, let's face it, has not been of the highest quality, and I'm sorry to insult you. And I said, you're not insulting me, you're just stating a fact. And because I didn't bullshit him with that answer, he just said, well, we can entertain some people, I suppose. <laughs> I hope so, too. And because uh, I wasn't bullshitting him, I wrong-footed him. And yeah. then the interview was just really honest and straightforward, which is like the way I'm talking to you. Because know, yeah. there's, there's no point in doing an interview if you're not honest. But, uh, but to come back to your point, you mentioned about um, um, uh, doing too much work or just, just not having a holiday and not taking time to relax and cherish the people you love. If it's just work, 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 and then money, 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 and you don't know what to do with your money, and you waste your money, and you give it away, and you're scammed by people, accountants and agents, one, one accountant still in jail. Uh, and uh, I, uh, um, um, uh, he, he, he took a lot of money from me, and I'm being serious, uh, and uh, uh, he's in jail because one of the people, uh, who he also scouted, who had far more money than I did, um, uh, committed suicide after after because he lost his family, he lost his house. So that that's that's pretty uh, dark. Um, but uh, to go on to a lighter note, the work, work, work. Right. Okay. I think I can pinpoint psychologically and psychiatrically the moment when things started to go pear shaped. I was doing six episodes a day for two months of the game Trivial Pursuit. Uh, and it was on the, check. I'm sure you can look it up, and uh, I think it's on YouTube or whatever that's called. And it was, it was okay maybe for the first 36 episodes when you say, so John, welcome, welcome, welcome very much to you. Uh, it says here on my card, you're an accountant. <laughs> well done. Anything, um, <laughs> uh, and uh, well, welcome to the show. Jane, it says here you're a landscape gardener. Any interesting stories about that? Really? <laughs> welcome to the show. But, okay. <laughs> but eventually it got to. So! <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Trivial Pursuits. Pizza, it says here I can't be bothered to read. All right, I'll just question that. Have you ever been involved in a major civil disturbance? Answer me! <laughs> when was the first brat verse produced? Hungary? <laughs> it says here, I don't care. Well done. And also, <laughs> I was contractually obliged because it's a very strictly controlled thing, Trivial Pursuit, because it's a, a brand. Yeah. There was always a time, and at this, I'm, I'm quite proud of myself, because there was always some point, because you know it's about slices and, uh, you know, cheeses and things in there, old trivial things, and there always came a point, maybe in one in every ten shows, P 
pink. Okay, Patricia, this is for entertainment. Ah, now that's interesting. Um, uh, you get this right and I can fill in your pink slice. <laughs> Patricia, who won? So, yeah. And that happens to be true. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because I, I, I think more than anyone, or as much as anyone, you show this how kind of cruel the, the business is, right? While you're young and you're hot and everything's going well, everyone wants to be your friend and everyone wants to work with you. And then if things go wrong, and things went wrong for you for <laughs> lots of different reasons, yep. some of it's down to you and some of it's not down to That's you, right. I think it's fair to say. Um, and then you, you sort of just tossed aside for the next person that comes along. And that, that sort of seems the most unfair thing, that you were working solidly for 13 years. You feel you've got... I mean, I understand that you feel you've got to take the work because... You, when's the next job coming from? Also, just exactly, you know, and and then when it goes wrong, you know, some people have stuck with you, but but your friends sort of drifted away from you. Yeah, and, 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 and that's not that's not really to blame them, although I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a, you know, it's just when when push comes to shove in any part of life, you'd know who your real friends are and. Yeah, the, the, the paradox of the oxymoron, whatever you want to call it there, is uh, if you become very, uh, if, if, if you're absorbed in interiority and you develop uh, uh, depression and you get into uh, drugs and too much booze to cope with the depression and then you're diagnosed with, that took a long time, with bipolarity, uh, there's, there's, even your good friends can only help you so much because if you don't answer the door but the, the, the dark side of that is when the money runs out it's really strange how the phone stops ringing <laughs> mm. yeah but it's, it's I mean you were sorry was that a good sound thing yeah, yeah it was <laughs> you were blowing a lot of money on, you, it says on Wikipedia £4,000 a week on cocaine and I've heard you say it was more than that in another interview. Is that is that fair? Or was it four thousand a month? I think that might. I, I right. The honest answer to that is I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so they may well have made yeah. that up or just guessed. <laughs> but it wouldn't have surprised me. And yeah. also, oh, for any impressionable people listening. Oh, oh no! So I, I was taking a game because uh, you know I was doing this work, so you kind of be all excited, and all the adrenaline, and all the serotonin, and noradrenaline, and uh, and the synapses are sparking, and all things I don't really understand, but I've read about in psychiatric manuals. And then you think, how do, how do, what, what do you do? I spoke to Victoria Wood once when we were going on to to, to I, I was going on to present a award to one of my heroes, Ken Dodd. <laughs> and she was just going to do a set and uh, we were just about to go on but of course it was Ken Dodd so eight hours into his set <laughs> Victoria and I were just talking and I was talking about and, and I asked her I said I'm, I'm taking lots of cocaine Victoria why are the good people taken from us genius Victoria Wood she said oh I think it's people just want, want, to, want to go with the buzz of what they got from the audience in the first place uh, but then in a rare moment of clarity <clears throat> I think it was about 19 years ago I um, sent a sample of what I was being given or uh, by my dealer to a uh, private toxicologist and uh, I got the results back and um, I <clears throat> and the results were Miss uh, mm, Slattery, please sit down. You, uh, okay, I'm going to come right out with it. This thing you're taking is shit. <laughs> and my reply was, it's funny, I can't remember what I did yesterday, because uh, memory's a bit sharp. I can remember verbatim conversations from 40 years ago. I said, I thought shit was street slang for heroin. <laughs> I've never taken heroin. He said, no, 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 it's shit. There's rat feces, human feces, cut glass, sodium bicarbonate. You are being fleeced big time. And the only good thing about the fact that it's mostly shit is that you still have a nose <laughs> because the uh, anaesthetic effects of uh, cocaine uh, has not dissolved your septum your nasal septum. And I, I, you know, I was so embarrassed and all I can think of replying was, mind you, then again, 
I was snorting it so quickly it couldn't have time to touch the sides, did it? <laughs> did it? Talking to the head of the Royal College of Psychiatry. And he said, yes. A lot of people try and find humour in very bad situations. So, yeah, but is, is, that, is that whole... <laughs> I mean, is that... I'm sorry if I, I'm sorry that whole if I brought because everything down. But I just don't think got, there's... We've got to talk about it. We've got to talk about it, I think, okay. Tony. And it's not... You know, it's, it's interesting because you... And you see it in lots of different ways. And some people it's drugs, and some people it's sex, and some people it's power. Yes. And it, you get in a position where, you know, you're making money for other people, you know, if they're stealing it from you or if even, Indeed. you know, they're just doing it legally from you. All those people were making money from you. you they were giving you money. They didn't care that you were going off and spending your money on however you were spending it. You're that yes. kind of king. And, uh, and then when it all goes wrong for you, then they all, all disappear. And that's just... It's... I mean, it's... It's just what the business is. You can sort of understand it. I can understand that you must have been a bit of a nightmare to be around if you were, if you were having that kind of breakdown. I disagree. I was always gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> no, of but, course. But, uh, of course uh, yeah. no, but, oh, but I'm sure, of course, I was. It was kind of uh, the, the, the mania and the hypermania. You could be very... Uh, and the thing about especially um, um, CNS stimulants, central nervous system stimulants, whatever they are, uh, can make you feel, oh, I'm the most interesting person in the room. And you could be garrulous to the point of uh, uninterruptibility. Uh, but also, what the, 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 uh, one psychiatrist told me, the strange thing with I used to mostly take it on my own, uh, no one else around, with the telly on, but not tuned to any channel, just white noise, just me. Often for hours, often for days. And the, mm, when I told one psychiatrist about this, uh, it was the same one who had this terribly dry sense of humour, which they're not meant to have, but, but he was very funny. And he's, you know, he's a top dog now, when I could avoid him. He said, so after the third MSE, mental state examination, he said, right, Tony, um, I've discussed with my colleagues, and um, mm, there's a complicated one, this, uh, well, Obviously, any kind of uh, um, psychopathology is um, um, complicated, but the thing is, you're fucking mad. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was a wake-up call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't know you were bipolar. Doing all I this stuff on that. top of being bipolar is, you know, and on top of being a performer, is exactly the same, you know, you're right that a lot of performers carry on trying to carry the high of performance on and you were you know you were such a and you are still such a talented oh, performer geez. and you know but your the way your brain works and the way people have seen especially in the the improv stuff is you know it's that fizzing right it's exactly that it's it's this in, incredible inventive brain and and so you know all this stuff's gonna affect you you're you're also you know keeping your sexuality a secret from your family who wouldn't have approved, well, they might have known. Oh, I, th I think they'd guess, yeah. but the, my mum and dad, my, uh, who are passed now, were of a, a generation um, <laughs> uh, who... Um, and also, let's not forget... Uh, what a terrible thing to say, let's not forget when I haven't even told you what I'm trying to remember. <laughs> That's lexically really bad. Yeah. Well, if you've forgotten, then it's if you've forgotten. <laughs> let me not forget to tell you. Okay. I ask myself now to tell you <laughs> is what I'm going to tell you. Okay, good. Because so, no, mum and dad, right, they were uh, sort of uh, Irish immigrants. Uh, you know, came over after the war, and don't forget, uh, 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 this was a time when they, you know, tried to, uh, they, they came from the, the complete West of Connemara and uh, County Clare, and uh, very, very rural, they were still doing the turf and everything, it came to London. and this was a time when, you know, if immigrants came over, mm, uh, uh, mum told me uh, quite early on, there used to be signs on, you know, the cheapest places they could find, and it used to say, <clears throat> no wogs, no Irish, well-behaved dogs accepted. Now, that is 
shocking even now. Yeah. But that's what they had to, uh, so uh, they can move. So as, as for my sexuality, I mean, I experimented uh, 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 a bit, but in, in a very kind of fumbling, uh, not terribly pornographic way. I, 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 tried, I tried watching porn a couple of times, but I just got a, a, a stiff, no, no, <laughs> a, a stiff neck, as I thought, how the fuck do you do that? <laughs> What's the point of that? Why are, you, why are you moaning? Nothing's happened yet. Anyway, that's porn. Uh, so I've never, I've never, I've never done porn. Uh, never been invited. But, you know... Uh, uh, so always, got are you available? Are you available? Uh, I don't know. There's a market for everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but... So I'm sure of mum and dad's... Uh, uh, guess, but it wasn't kind of talk. Well, you didn't come out in public until relatively recently, really. You, you, well, no, it, it, just I, I, I never made a secret of it. I, it's, it's just that whenever I was interviewed, I, I, uh, the natural, I've never been ashamed uh, of the fact that uh, I knew precisely at one point, right, I know, and it happened with my partner with whom I've uh, been with now for 31 years. His name is Mark. Hutchinson, and uh, we met him when I was in a musical called Me and My Girl in the West End for uh, a year, and uh, we were very shy, and we didn't speak to each other for um, 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 about six months until, and I know this is Barbara Carlton, until a moment when our eyes just locked a bit too long <laughs> in the lift. And I know that sounds greasy, but it still wants to make me cry, and that's when... Um, you know, I knew this is the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. That's it. And before that, I was never really very sexual. There were, there were, there were crushes and there were fumblings and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's great. And, and is, is, are things turning around now? I mean, it's, it's, you seem to be... No, I'm still gay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> career-wise, in your career, um, it seems like you're. I mean, I, I saw you in being interviewed in Bristol in January, and um, by Robert, and it's. Yep. Uh, you know, even since then, you seem to you, you seem even more together than than you were back then. Do you feel like you're you're finding your way back and I think doing so. these shows? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I do think so. I think the, the run in his line has given me some confidence and uh, the laughs were there and even though I made a joke, yes, and it was, um, it wasn't nostalgic, oh, I'll tell you, but also, but then you have to make people yeah. laugh. But it's, you? Not a show you, it's not a show you can do, you can't, you can't get carried in that show in, in his No, life. you can't. No, you can't. No. So, and, uh, and then the chat show I'm very much looking forward to doing with Robert. Also, I'm going to say this here, and I don't care whether it embarrasses you, one of the strangest programmes I've ever seen was um, Lee and Heron. Uh, 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 all those years. When, how long ago did you... I'm sorry, it's a long time ago. Oh, but 20, 20, I think we finished 20 years ago. But so. Jesus, it was so <laughs> strange. And, and I loved it. It, it was real. I just really loved it. But things seemed to be turning around. I'd still like an agent. I'd still like to do uh, work. Um, and, and, and this time enjoy it and try not to d make an effort... To remember the people I love, to cherish them, and to not uh, be tempted to go off the rails. I still drink more than my. Well, the thing is about drinking is that all the. You know, the government guidelines, the units seem to change every week. So, so I think. I, I'm sorry, I'm not taking your advice. <laughs> One week. No, no, you're meant to be head of uh, the National Health Service. You said 2.5 units last week, and now it's 3.5. <laughs> Fuck it, I'll have a bottle of vodka. Because <laughs> your advice is we don't. No, it's, it's, it's getting better, and yeah. I hope more work comes in, because I do enjoy, enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't take any cocaine, and I haven't worked since the 1990s either, so, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wish I'd had £2,000 worth. <laughs> or whatever, or whatever amount of the whatever, major, whatever it was. Yeah. I can't remember exactly how many cocaines I've had oh, in my life. Oh, didn't we nearly go rowing? We did, yeah. We are. 
We were, I, was, I was in the show, and you were, you were going to be in the show, the, the other boat race it was called, and there was a Cambridge versus Oxford crew. That's right. And you turned up on the first day, and then they said you weren't allowed to row. <laughs> Is that right? No, I, don't know, I, I think that's a lie. Okay. <laughs> that's not what they said at all. It's just everyone else had had to have a medical beforehand, but because I was unusually working, <laughs> I uh, could have uh, the medical after the first day. Right. And I had the medical, and uh, everything was fine, except when uh, uh, they asked me about my parson. Once I had something called a microdiscotomy, which was for back pain, they take one of the uh, vertebrae away, and uh, and they couldn't sign me off because right. of that. Okay. And so it w I was really looking forward to it. Who won, by the way? Wait, Oxford won, of course, my, my crew. We, against all the odds, we were a crew of dwarves, basically. <laughs> with Jonathan Aitken as our cox, who was six foot tall. Jonathan Aitken, yeah. uh, what a, yes. Jonathan he was on, on the ropes, too. Was he? Yeah. yeah. I'm not surprised. Yes. I mean, it was interesting. Gorgeous me. man. I, I got on quite well with Jonathan Aitken yeah, at no, the time. He was, he, he was uh, very nice. He liked drinking and he liked having sex. Yes. Were, uh, two of yes. things I like. Not with each other, but, you know, I was open yes, to it. that's okay. Um, it, but John, they, that, that level, of, see, that level of poshness, I, didn't, I don't really know people like that. And he, he they just had to live a different sort of life. He, the, he, of course, very strange. He, well, yeah, they were just fucking each other. Of he, they he, had, are. he had daughters, and he was at school. Their daughters were at school with this other girl, and they said, "You look really uh, the uh, Khashoggi's daughter, the oil baron's daughter." Oh, indeed. And they yes. went, "You know, you look very like you. We, well. we could be sisters." Turned out they were sisters because <laughs> 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 that's just what they do. They live a different life to us, but. Uh, it was weird, you know, he's the last person I expected to get what, on with. What did you read at uh, Oxford? I did, well, I did history, but I, d I didn't really do anything except comedy. Right. That's what I, I just did comedy, and then at the last minute thought, oh, I better do some work. And yes. Then, and then did the worst on that paper out of, out of all the ones I didn't do any work on. Um, <laughs> just sleep with people with good notes. That is my advice to any students. Sleep students. with... Hang on. <laughs> Did I hear that right? Sleep with people with good notes. With good notes, yeah. So go sleep with them and go, can I have your um, notes on slavery and emancipation, please? <laughs> yeah, here oh, you go. No, thank I, you. I misunderstood you. Yeah. So why are you having on, sex? On not taking <laughs> No, you're not taking that. <laughs> Well, that too. I don't find I don't find analingus particularly funny. <laughs> oh, go on then, give it a try. I give you a five out of ten for that. Well, if anyone was taking notes, I, I hope they were taking notes of my sexual performance at that time, when, which was not was not strong. I think you strong. do yourself down. Do you? I'm not which is a great know. trick. <laughs> I've got so much to learn, Tony. If only someone yeah, could well, teach come to me. me. I'm the man. I'll give it a go. I'll try it. I'll try anything once. Uh, so, um, I'll ask you some emergency questions, which um, is my stupid questions. Okay. I'll, I want to ask you, I, I'm going to guess yes. Have you ever seen a ghost, Tony Slattery? No. Ah, oh, damn. If or you've never seen lying. a ghost, you'd think you'd have seen a ghost when, you were, when you'd had no, loads of cocaine. No, why would you think that? Because you'd have been off well, your face. If you believe in God, you're a supernaturalist. <laughs> Just because most crazy people believe that they've seen ghosts. <laughs> That's how I judge it. <laughs> In this modern world of yeah. psychiatry and medicine, <laughs> yeah. crazy. I'm sorry, it's very offensive. reserved for paving. I'm very, I'm very. <laughs> sorry, most gay people think they've seen ghosts. You can't, <laughs> but you can't say that. What? You can't say that anymore, can you? You just can't say you, that. You're not allowed you, to you, say you that anymore. You can't say. You, you can say, say that in the past. No, you might as well just say most arse bandits <laughs> have seen poltergeists. Um, I'll I'm ask you this, Tony, because it's been such a lovely interview, and thanks so much for coming <laughs> in. Uh, I'd like to spoil it now by asking, have you ever tried to suck your own cock, Tony Slattery? Uh, yes. Yes. How did it go for you? Uh, what, just now? It was okay. <laughs> but then I was called on. Okay. So I haven't finished yet. <laughs> we'll find out how that goes later on. Uh, and... Uh, well, let, let's. It's good. We had to get a couple of uh, emergency questions okay. to, because you're the the prime uh, improviser. Um, you do, I mean, it was interesting in that you did. You were, you'd mentioned you were in quite a lot of films in the in the eighties and nineties. So you were in Peter's Friends. I'd forgotten you were in the Crying Game, which was yeah. like a huge film. Oh, that was a brilliant film. I mean, yeah. I, did, I had a sort of, you know um, relatively small part in it, but wow, Neil Jordan and what a powerful film. Yeah, and yeah. remains so. Sure, sure, yeah. 
and Peter's friends, which which you were, you were sort of again, it was interesting because you were cast as the outsider in that amongst all the the Cambridge right. Toffs. It was a it was a film about Cambridge Toffs all being mates together. That's and right. And then you, as the as even though you were a Cambridge graduate yourself, you were the, I was I was cast uh, yeah. uh, as the uh, outside uh, kind of um, sort of working class goof. Yeah. really and so that was interesting and I had to audition for it fair and square I'd never met Kenneth Branagh before right. uh, and it was a very happy song because I hadn't seen uh, Stephen Hughes ever for about eight years and right. it was it, it was it, it was it, it still it still stands up as a piece of writing mm -hmm. I really do think so and uh, it got very sneaky because, oh, all these Cambridge people just getting back together and wanking off basically <laughs> uh, to, 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 to their own pasts of privilege. But when you look back on it, it was actually about a film about a load of people who are entirely broken and wounded by life experience. And so I auditioned for Kenneth Branagh, I haven't seen him since, uh, and, and, uh, but he was a lovely director, and also for a completely heterosexual man, he was the campus director <laughs> I have ever, ever met. Because this was the first day on set where he go, Antoine, Antoine. No, I mean audition. He said, Antoine, welcome. Okay, uh, simple setup here. Uh, walkie, walkie, walkie to Willie Wall. Um, uh, um, go to Dorothy Doorknob, <laughs> open Dorothy Doorknob, over Kathy Carpet, and sit on a silly Celia chair. Okay, and uh, studio and action. And I thought, what the fuck is this all about? And he was brilliant. It was a, a, a fond memories, yes. And carry on Columbus? Oh, Carry On Columbus, yes, I was in. I think I was the sixth choice. Everyone else turned it down. <laughs> I think the character was Smelly Messenger, number one. No, I think it did have a name. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm very proud to um, have to been in it. Because it destroyed the Carry On franchise. Was that the last no, Carry On film? No. <laughs> I, I looked at it again, and actually it's quite a, a very funny f film. Yeah. Um, and also, it was just the idea, because I grew up with Carry On films, I thought, oh, good, they're part of my... Cultural uh, and viewing uh, heritage, and Robert Ross, of course, who's uh, doing the show with me, is, uh, has wrote, uh, written, sorry, rather, uh, many books uh, on it, and he is uh, the expert. And there, there's talk of another one, yeah. and he even does his uh, uh, own show because he's he's the man who's who's. Uh, Got all the knowledge, yeah. so I remembered that. Yeah, but it yeah, was a it, it sort of feels like that generation. It could have been, you know, that could have been the new carry on. It, it, there, there have been a few attempts to revive it. Since I then. think they have, but you'd have to ask Robert because yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I was interviewed Sean Williamson, uh, who is uh, oh, yes. Barry from EastEnders. Some people know him as. And, yes, uh, he, did. he was like they were right up for doing Carry On London to the point that he was signing photographs of himself as the character, and then it never happened. Oh, so, I so didn't yeah, know that. yeah, yeah. So, that's, but, but that's I think. That's showbiz, folks. But you know, all of that because Julian Clary was was in Carry On Columbus. Yes, he you was. know, and that you know, it feels like they could have created a new a new. Uh, it roster could, of it, could, films, it so. could, but, but I don't know. And it may well, you know, toute uh, toute révolution create un uh, autre <laughs> uh, révolution. That's the point of the word revolution. What comes out goes yeah. around. Uh, uh, that's I always got used, used to get a tick in O level for saying that. Tell us, we're going to have to wrap up, unfortunately. Uh, so your show, Saturday will get you nowhere. 3 p.m. at Stand 3 from Tuesday, I think. When Monday or Tuesday? Not today. If you say so. You're not on, I don't think you're on today. Otherwise, if you're on today, you better rush uh, over there right oh, okay. now. <laughs> uh, and will you be doing it? Do you know what's coming up after Edinburgh? Have you got uh, anything in the pipeline? Will you be? I don't know. No. <laughs> And uh, Tony will be out at the front uh, s signing and selling some okay, stuff as well. I, I, so, uh, I, I never do this sort of thing. Yeah. But uh, that'd be funny. Hi. So if you want oh, to say hello to Tony after the show. Turn into Chimil Bouchy. Oh, your name's Jane. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got your own uh, card machine? I've got my own card machine. I can take cards You've on You've got your own card machine. Card machine. Card so machine. So people can pay for me by... I'm just telling them they can pay by credit card. It was a clever way to get that in. Um, I believe my, you know, like most people do their gigs and then go and just sell stuff at the back, out of a plastic bag. That is what most people do. It's normal. 
They don't have people to help them because uh, they want to stay real. That's what it's about. So, ladies and gentlemen, we know you. everyone loves you, Tony. That's the, be- that's the thing that must come out of this year. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony Slattery. You have been listening to Rahalastapa at the Edinburgh Fringe with me, Richard Herring. Thank you to Pest for providing the music. Thank you to everyone at the Newtown Theatre and The Stand and everyone at GoFasterStrike.com. The producer is James Hingley. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFasterStrike.com production. Go to rahalastapa.co.uk to find out more. RichardHerring.com slash gigs to find out who my guests are for the rest of the run. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or RichardHerring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.